Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Monday. For those that are joining us live, thanks so much for being here. Great to be back with you on the boost. We've been talking about this concept of mimetic desire, what it means for us, and how it impacts our life. Whether we like it or not, we have it. So either we delve into it and we figure it out together, or we just let it control our life and not really see it. When we feel something like we need something, when you go into a room and all of a sudden you have a desire for something, it comes from somewhere. And knowing where it comes from, the knowledge is power. You can do something about it. We can either choose to listen to it and know that you're choosing to listen to it, um, or do something about it, but at least you know. So as we spoke about last week, this idea that looking at somebody else without us realizing it gives us some desire for it. But there's some parameters that I want to talk through with you. The first parameter is proximity. So if you're within proximity of the person, that increases your desire to get what they have. And I'll give you an example. I don't know if you've had this before. Um, If you've ever had like a role model that you wanted to meet, not like someone who is like a celebrity, but like somebody who is a couple of orders, so to speak, above in some area. You're a new associate, and this is the partner. You're just starting out as an employee, and this is the CEO, right? You're a um, a new teacher, and this is the principal, right? Whatever it is. You read someone's book, or you hear somebody um, at the front of a room, whatever it is. There are people that other people look up to. And you ever meet them, not meet them once, but spend time with them. What you'll find is the more time you spend with them, whether you start working for them or you're now in in, in the same room with them or you're in a meeting with them, the more they get closer to your proximity, which means the more you see them as being like you. They don't share their years of work. They don't share their... Uh, hours upon hours of sacrifice to get where they get. They're they're acting, if they're hu- somewhat non-arrogant, they're acting like any other normal person. And so, as we spend time with them, they feel to us like us. And so then, we start asking ourselves, well, what do they have? Because if it, if I'm like them, then I should have what they have. And slowly... As individuals who once were beyond what we desired gets into our lives, even if we don't really have the past or the what goes on behind closed doors, we start to create a expectation that I should have that too. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't, but the desire is what I'm getting at. A desire to have the things that they have or to strive or the lack of satisfaction with the things that we do have because they're now when you put it in proximity to somebody else not what somebody else has you stay in someone else's home and you look at them and go well why do they have that and I don't and now you go back to your own home and in your own home it just feels smaller you Look at someone else's family. This is one of the great 
challenges of the internet, right? You are sitting at home one day, perfectly happy, day off, and you're taking a staycation, you get so much to do, and everyone's okay, and you wanted to go do this thing, and you're happy to be around, and you're going to go do something local with the family, and everything, everyone's good, and you come downstairs, and you pick up your phone, and you scroll on Instagram, and there's a picture of a friend of yours on some in some beautiful vacation, and you know she looks like she's having time. Everything's perfect. Now you don't know that in that vacation she just finished threatening her kid's life if they wouldn't stand exactly next to the rocks in their coordinated outfits. And she's in the middle of a fight with her husband, but for those three seconds, after 30 takes, they got a good shot, which she then took, and because you can do this now, filtered, changed the background, increased the lighting, and then posted. So here you are downstairs, just on a staycation, everyone sort of being okay, looking forward to it, not traveling, schlepping, packing, food, just you are where you are. And what pops up is someone else's glamorous life. And you know that person, she's a friend of yours. Now, even if it's not fully true, because it's just one shot, it doesn't matter, because the picture tells, says it says a thousand words. Now, all of a sudden, your staycation feels like it's not enough. All of a sudden, you feel like you're not as successful. A person now who was in your life as you see her life right in front of you, you start realizing that, oh man, I don't have that. And so now the desire comes out of nowhere. But I'm saying it because last week, if you were listening, we were talking about how it impacts your sacrifice and how it impacts your ability to go all in and what you believe in because you want everything or you want, or you better you want whatever is exposed we want whatever is exposed to us now I'm going to another level what we're saying is I feel less and I have the exact same that I had a minute ago and just now the proximity to what someone else has is now in my face I don't got to be on that vacation I get to just watch it I get to see somebody else as soon as I determine that person's like me because I don't really know the person or I do but I don't really understand what's in the background of their life as soon as I make that choice then what they have I want this happens with kids all the time kids are going someplace for the summer or they're going someplace for a winter break or they're going someplace for a holiday and they're happy like they're thrilled and then they go to school, and one kid in school is going to someplace bigger, better, more grandiose. And the kid comes home and says, we never go anywhere. Or, no, they don't say anything. They're just upset. What's the matter, honey? Nothing. What's the matter, honey? Nothing. Nothing. This is what you made for dinner? <sighs> well, yeah, you, you love this dinner. No, you know, you always make the same thing for dinner. You okay? I'm fine. You don't ever go anywhere. What? What do you mean? We were going this. We're going here. You were happy yesterday. What? Ha what happened? So and so gets to go to the greatest places in the world. We never go anywhere. 
Anyone have that? My sneakers, my outfit, my abilities. This is a big thing in schools. Sometimes teachers get so excited about the two kids that understand what they say in the first second. Now, even though the science shows that slow learners, kids that take a long time to learn, actually retain the information sometimes better than quick learners. Right? There are kids and adults too, but we don't live in the same fishbowl. But kids, there's some kids who get it quickly, but they forget it quickly too. And there's some kids that get it slowly, and when they get it, they get it. And neuroplasticity can explain for that, right? You're constantly, until you finally make the, you've built so many neural connections through repetition, that by the time you get it, you get it. Well, some classrooms, the teacher says something, and two kids are like, I got it. The teachers are like, whoa! And they're just fawning over the quick learners, and two desks behind them are some kid who was happy with who he was, and getting good grades because although he's a little bit slower not slower like not not capable just how his brain processes information it takes him a few more seconds although he's slower he always put in the effort and always got it in a much deeper way and yet all of a sudden somewhere around third fourth fifth grade he comes home and goes hey am i even smart and you go what do you mean are you smart of course you're smart you've been getting incredible grades your whole life what do you mean i don't know what was that like, what was that? As soon as the kids in the front row got the fawning, he wanted to get it quickly. That was his new desire. It was mimetic. And now the fact that he didn't get it quickly, and he wanted to get it quickly, created a gap. Now, this is life. What are we going to do? Hide in a cave? So we'll talk about it. But let's first get it, and then we can figure out what to do with it. And watch it. How many times in our life do we see it? I'm okay until someone else has more, and then now I'm not okay. There's a lot of a lot of suffering. Not like painful physical suffering, but emotional suffering. That takes place in life just because we want something that we didn't want a moment ago. And now the gap of wanting it and having it creates unnecessary negativity that we didn't have and only hurts our ability for real happiness. Okay, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about what to do with it. But we'll talk about it. All right, everyone have a great day. God's help. Can't see you again tomorrow. Have a great day. Living on a lifeline The world doesn't ever seem to change Looking for the sunshine But you're caught up in the rain It's like your eyes Are wide open but you cannot see You're watching life Pass you by like one, two, three Walking in destruction The winds of life blur your vision All the devastation Forever feels like you're on the run It's time No one else can set you free You're locked inside And only you have got the key